welcome to the Gregory Digout Podcast. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Moments, another moment here tonight. Um, welcome. My name is Rob. This is my dad, Gregory Dickow. Hey, welcome. great to see you guys. And dad, how are you feeling? I'm feeling you great. I'm so, no, I'm so excited about Moments. I'm, I'm really, really thrilled about what we talked yeah. about last week. Oh, it was good. Yeah. It was good. And, and I'm excited. picking up today is yeah. going to be really great, too. Yeah, last Call week. Call somebody. Tell uh, somebody to join yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. I would love for you to uh, share this experience with someone um, while we're live or uh, after the fact, if you're watching later on. Um, thanks for joining us and definitely share this. And I uh, also want to thank all those who are subscribed to the podcast, the Gregory Dickow podcast and the YouTube channel, Gregory Dickow YouTube channel and Life Changers YouTube channel. So shout out to you guys. If you haven't subscribed yet, do that now because it's, it's a great way to just stay up to date with all the content. We're releasing content every single week. Uh, every Sunday we gather. Uh, every Wednesday we gather here um, for conversation and it's been really fun. So make sure if you want to catch up, you check out the YouTube channel and also get on the podcast. If you listen to podcasts, definitely get to the Gregory Dickout podcast and subscribe. And to all our subscribers, if you want to leave a review, we love hearing reviews from you. Um, So let us know how you're enjoying that. Um, Can you just give me the quick uh, Reader's Digest version of how to subscribe to a podcast, how to listen to a podcast? You can listen, yeah. For people that are older like me. Down. All right, so uh, (laughs) Apple Podcasts, so if you have an iPhone, Apple Podcasts is is on your phone, um, and you can find pretty much any podcast that exists. Also, a lot of people listen on Spotify, so if you're Spotify listener, you can just search Gregory Dickow on either of those. So open up Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, there's also Anchor. There's Stitcher. There's a, there's a bunch of other ones. So you might have a different platform you so listen open to. Open one up and just search. Just search, search Gregory, Gregory Dickow, um, and you can subscribe there. And then and uh, if you search for yeah. me, if you search for me, then that makes you like God because he searched for nice. me. Nice, <laughs> good one. Yeah, <laughs> he searched true. for you too, and he so found true. you. He found us. Yeah, we are the pearls of great price that he found. That's right. So you are a pearl. Just to catch everyone up a little bit on uh, last week, we had um, my beautiful sister Gina was on, and it was amazing. We had a great, great time. I loved what we talked about last week, and um, we got really into like how to uh, basically how to talk about what we believe. We talk about our faith and um, being in situations and being around people that don't necessarily believe the same way as you. uh, The goal of of last week and what we're going to carry into this week is. I guess, how do you, um, you know, how, how can we be equipped to have conversations with, with people um, about our faith and how do we relate to people that don't believe what we believe? And I, I want to carry that a little bit further into more of the relationship context if, yeah, if, if you're down to talk about that. For sure. Um, but any, any thoughts just yeah, based on know, I, where I, we left off? I have a general uh, thought that you, you're going to probably want to drill down okay. um, and, and get more into the into the this how to break that down practically but i want an overarching theme of how to share our faith or how to communicate with people or how to be in relationships with people and and really it's like the i don't what do you call it when you have the 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 cheat sheet of something uh it's kind of like this is this is going to be your your cheat sheet this is going to be your the secret to everything in life basically and that is if you want to know how to to win somebody to Jesus, if you want to know how to win somebody in business, if you want to know how to win a, a spouse that that is that you have strife with, learn how to love. Mm. <laughs> learn how to love. Like when 
like I'm 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 yeah. not trying to circumvent what you're asking about and sharing our faith and what we talked about That's last good. week with Gina. But the the thing that keeps coming to me is learn how to love. Like if we truly are loving towards people, it doesn't mean we're perfect. It doesn't mean we're you know we're 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 silent in the face of of abuse or anything like that. That's not what love is. That's why I'm saying learn learn how to love because there are nuances to loving people that include protecting yourself from um, abuse or protecting yourself from being uh, in a toxic relationship. But if we learn how to love, that will be the shortcut and the secret weapon to winning people to Jesus. If we learn how to love, it'll be this, this, the secret to how to be a better husband or a better wife. Mm-hmm. Like people have asked me at times, can you do a, can you do a marriage session? Can you do a parenting session? Can you do a business session? Yes, I'm going to do it right now. Okay. Be a more loving person and you'll have a better life. You'll have a, be, here it is. Here it is in a nutshell. Here's your business seminar. Here's your marriage seminar. Here's your um, relationship seminar. Here's your parenting seminar. Be a more loving person. Be a more loving person. We don't have to choose to love just a select few. Love should be the overflow of our nature because we are made in the image of God and God is love. So I think when we're talking with Gina, she was just sharing her gentle disposition. Olivia also, when, when we, I talked to her a few weeks ago on moments and just her love, she just loves people. She loves them into healing. She loves them into the church. She loves them into serving. She loves them into, uh, into healing. Gina was just loving your grandmother in a moment of grief, you know, years ago, as we talked about when her, when, when my mother's mother died and Gina was there as an 11 year old holding her hand and love never fails. And, um, so I don't want people to, I want, I don't want people to get scared by all oh, love. You know, we got to be a little more loving. I don't want to scare people off, but I don't want to make it more complicated than it is. If you, if you have love in your heart for people, then you are not going to be rude to them. You're not going to be mean to them. You're going to listen and have empathy. So let, that, yeah, that can be the springboard like to what we're talking about. Well, yeah, you say all the time, you know, lead with love. That's, yeah. that's a phrase we use a lot um, on, on the team. It's what we talk about in church. Um, and really, you can't go wrong when you're, when you're leading with love. You, you said love is the overflow, and it's kind of, it's kind of also the, the foundation. And, well, I guess it, because it's the foundation, it overflows. So um, I think that's what is... Uh, really what sets us up for winning other people and not necessarily converting other people, but winning other people uh, um, in in relationship and, 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 you know, in connection, the, the, the fastest way to break connection with somebody is to, is for there to be a lack of love. So I think if we go into relationships, we go into friendships with people and connections with people, 
based on love, starting with love, it's going to be a lot easier to talk about things we don't agree on, a lot easier yeah. to, to ask questions that, we're, you know, uh, that we are not sure of. Um, it's going to be a lot easier to trust, trust people and let people trust you. So I think that's kind of just the prerequisite for any healthy relationship, obviously. Well, and, and it is, and, and to break it down even yeah. in, you know, in bite-sized pieces is if we started with, there's a verse that I love this verse. It's in Psalm 116 verse one. And it says, I love the Lord mm -hmm. because he heard mm. my cry. I love the Lord because he heard my cry. And if you think about that, it really kind of shows what mm. God is like, mm. even though God is the one who we should be, we should be listening to him. If, if anybody yeah. should be listening, we should be listening to him. And yet the reason why David said, I love him is because he heard me. Yeah. And, and in other words, you, you fall in love with people that listen to you. you yeah. Everybody needs to be, learn how to be a listener because I was praying today, um, on the way into this moment's moment. And, um, and I just was praying and I said, Lord, help me love better. Mm. Help me love more. Help me be more loving and more lovable. Mm. Like there are certain people that just, they have this lovableness about them right. and that you, it's easy for you to talk to them. It's easy for you to open up. Like, like I mentioned earlier, Olivia's like that. Like she'd walk yes. into a grocery store or walk into a hospital or walk into a classroom or anywhere. Which she would describe as a blessing and a curse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. because, because people yeah. will open up to her right. immediately. Right. Strangers on airplanes, they start yeah. crying in her shoulders or crying on her shoulders. She told us about that kid on the plane once right. a right. few weeks ago. And he yeah. just started opening up to her. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, into therapy. And he, he started talking about how he was going to experience yeah. 30 days uh, to get to get off drugs or whatever he was you know dealing with and some people just have this this love this lovable nature that is easy to trust them it's easy mm -hmm. to open up to them and it's because they they either they were created with this art to be able to listen or they developed the yeah. art to listen and the yeah. art to really care Mm. And like mm. I mentioned to Gina the other day, last mm. week, and he, and I'll say it again, as corny as it sounds, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you yeah. care. Yeah. And it really is not more complicated than that, although mm. I think we need to hit it from every angle. Uh, yeah. I think we, we really need to learn to listen because God listens, yep. and that's what made... David love him. It's great. So. That's a great uh, model for yeah. for us, and I, th I kind of feel like the art of caring might be a good title for for today because that honestly is it is an art form. It's not something that you, you either just you either just do or you don't do. It's like you you have to. It's different in every situation. Knowing how to care for somebody specifically, um, it, and it starts like what you said with listening. Yeah. So how how that's a great question and a challenge for all of us is like how how can I go? And that's a great prayer. How can I love better? How yeah. can I love more? So like starting there, God, help me to love more. And then going into your relationships and, and, and encounters with people with how can I listen? Yeah. To, so, and so we talk about this all the time. We need to, we need to be, uh, listen to understand, not just try to be understood. Right. Um, so I think that is really what will set us up. And I think specifically around the topic of, of talking about our faith or, or talking about what we believe with people who don't believe, if we go into a situation where our agenda is just to get this person, I guess this is beyond just faith, uh, any kind of conversation around any topic. If we go into a 
into that with the agenda of, I need this person to see what I see and believe what I believe. But we're setting setting ourselves up for failure uh, in yeah. most cases, and, and completely be becoming somebody avoidable. You know, yeah, people people yeah. look at you avoid. They want they want to get away from that and um, yeah. fast. Yeah, and I think it's easy. I would say, I would argue, it's easy to care for people that you agree with and that believe what you believe. Mm. It's diff- more more challenging to care for people when you don't necessarily grant things and when they don't believe what you believe. So maybe you could help. Kind of, how yeah. do we approach a specific? I, I think of I think of friends that don't that aren't believers, people that don't. Uh, aren't, wouldn't consider themselves Christians, don't go to church. I think of people that that have different views on things. How do I go into those uh, situations and those relationships um, with the ability and, and, and to care for them well and mm. to be a, be a good friend without n- needing to necessarily agree? I mean, take it wherever you want to take it. That's yeah, just a no, thought that's I think that's my so, mind. That's, it's a great topic that we want to really learn about and disciple. I want... I want to be discipled yeah. by the Lord in that. I want to help disciple you guys yeah. in this as well. But if you if you break down all relationships, are the an extension and an overflow of the health of our relationship with God. Okay. So our relationship cool. with God is the it basically it it becomes a, the activator of all other relationships. So if we if we learn how God is towards us. Now, if any, like I said earlier, if anybody has the right to do all the talking, mm-hmm. it's God. And yeah. yet he does, like he leads with listening. He leads with his ear. I've heard the cry of my people, the Bible says in the Old Testament. I've heard your prayers. I've heard what you said. I heard your heart. I've heard your whisper. I've heard your cry. This is the nature of God is he doesn't go into a relationship having to be heard. Yeah. He goes into every relationship listening. Mm. And so this is the secret weapon yeah. to, uh, you know, Norman Vincent Peale was a famous uh, writer and, and speaker on positive thinking. And he had, or maybe it was him or somebody else, maybe it was Dale Carnegie that wrote this book, but it was called How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah. And Christians often kind of, I've heard Christian leaders in the past kind of make fun of that. Oh, we're not here to win friends and influence people. We're here to save souls. We're here to, you know, win the lost at any cost. And that's, and both of those things can be true at the same time. That we can, we can mm. be interested in winning souls to Jesus because ultimately the only thing that matters at the end of the day is we don't want people going to hell. Yeah. We want people going to heaven and Jesus has made the way for us to get there. But the, the fact is, is how to win friends and influence people is something every human being should read because in life, you're going to need two things. You're going to need friends and you're going to need influence. Mm. So how to win friends and influence people is something that will set you up for the kind of life that you, th- that you think there's another way to get to it. Mm-hmm. But there is no other way to get to it. If you want to, if you want to win friends, you got to be a friend. Mm. If you want to, if you want friends, be a Proverbs eighteen says the one who shows himself friendly. So you want to, you want to have friends, show yourself friendly. Um, the if we would learn that life is all about seeds 
and harvests, seeds and, and, and plants, yeah. right? We, whatever we sow is what we're going to reap. And if we sow the, the seed of listening, mm. we're going to reap the harvest of being listened to. And so I think, um, you know, with non-Christians, with Christians, with atheists, with, um, with people that you're in a estranged relationship with, um, a, a, f a fractured relationship even, it's listening. It's like calling you up if I felt like there was friction and saying, hey, Robert, um, you want to, I just want to call because I feel like there's some friction. Would you share with me anything that I might've done to hurt you or to, you know, or to silent, quiet you and, and, uh, shut you down, you know, you went in, you know, if you felt like you shut down because of me, like that's, I think humility mm, is being willing to ask the question that you really don't want to, Pride doesn't want to ask yeah. the question of, did I, wow. hey, did I, did I hurt you in some way? Like, pride doesn't want to ask that question. Humility will ask mm. that question. Mm. Hey, I just, did I hurt you in some way? And hey, have I been talking too much? And have, you know, have I been shoving my opinions down? Like, if you care about somebody, ask questions. Ask questions that are humble questions. Um, God asks questions of people. Mm -hmm. You know, what would you have me do for you? Jesus said about to blind Bartimaeus. What would you have to do? What would, we, what would you have me to do for you? To the lepers, what would you have me to do? We want to wow. be clean. Will you wow. cleanse us? So many people in the Bible, Jesus asked them questions. Um, what do you want me to do for you? What would you like to happen? What do you want to see? Like he asked questions that were humble. He didn't like, here's the son of God coming to die for our sins. And he says, what, what would you like me to do for you? How can I help you? How can I serve you? Like, you know, when you walk into a restaurant or somewhere where they, where somebody says, how can I help? You know, the difference between how can I help is a learned question versus how can I help is a humble question. Mm. from the heart question like mm. you know the difference yeah. you you know if you want to, that server in that section of the restaurant depending on how they ask how can i help it's like how can i serve you there it's not about the just capturing the right words mm -hmm. when you ask somebody a question it's about it's about having a humble attitude wow yeah, and that's that's sincerity is how how I interpret that. Like you know, you can tell when someone's being sincere or not. Truly. And so I think that's a challenge for all of us is when we do go into these relationships and these these moments where we we are trying to ask it if the humility will 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 be uh, reflected in sincerity or sincerity will reflect your humility. People will feel that. And then that makes a difference. So I love that you can't just, it's not just about the right, using the right words, yeah. but it's about having the right heart. Um, it really is. And I, I do think what you're explaining, um, you know, the model of Jesus is so perfect. And really this is what we're here to do. Like we're, we're here to be discipled, you know, to follow the, in the ways of, of Jesus and, to, you know, yeah. live the way that he, call, he has called us to live. This goes beyond just having faith and believing in Jesus, but actually living out yeah. our faith in, in, as disciples. This is what we're here to do. So I just want to bring attention to the fact that you're laying this out 
perfectly like the model of Jesus is to listen, is to care, is to not just go in, into a situation to be understood. And the beautiful thing about Jesus is he is that place where we can go to be understood. So I think a lot of times the reason people go into, we go, in, we, myself included, we go into situations to be understood is because we're not actually directing that to the right place, to the right source where we have the the person that can, yeah. can receive. We have the person that wants to understand, that wants to hear us express. That's and right. if we're not using our voice and expressing that to the right place, which is Jesus, then we're going to try to, we're going to try to do it. Cause it's got to come out. We have to express, we were made it's to gonna express. Come out. It's, so, it's going to come out whether we want it to or not. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think that's really the biggest next step is, is okay, how can I be a better listener? How can I go into relationships a little, with a little more health and a little bit more maturity? Make sure I start with directing my, my emotional expression, the things that I want to, I want to be understood about me and go, bring them to Jesus, bring them to my relationship oh, so with good. God, then that frees me from needing to bring that to other people. And now I'm, now I'm, I'm completely open. I've emptied myself, so to speak. Yeah. And now I'm open to receive from other people and be that listening ear, ear and be a reflection and an example of, of what Jesus no, really it's, is. It's so perfectly said. And, and I think that if you think of the cross, if you, if you think of the cross, and Jesus' words, take, take up your cross daily. If we were to, it, maybe we could look at this verse a little different than how we've always, than how so many preachers have, have communicated this verse, or maybe how you've understood this verse. But if we take up the cross, think about it for a moment. The cross is pointing in two directions, or four directions, really, but there are two, the two in the sense that there's the vertical yeah. direction of the cross going up. And there's the horizontal direction of a cross going horizontally, <laughs> obviously. So our vertical relationship is the secret to our horizontal relationships. So our vertical relationship is our relationship with God. And what you just explained perfectly was if we will, if we will take up our cross and go up to God mm. vertically about expressing our pain, our frustration, He's more than willing to listen. He, we don't have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but our high priest is, has the greatest example of empathy, and therefore we can go boldly to his throne of grace to receive mercy and find grace to help in our time of need, which is a verse I know that I repeat thousands and thousands of times, yeah. but it is probably the most important thing you could ever learn about mm -hmm. is the ability to go to God yeah. boldly to get mercy to help to get help, the help that you need to find mercy and to find grace in your time of need. Go to God, go to our, you know, we have a high priest who invites us or has made a way for us to go directly to the Father. I talked about it a, a few weeks ago on a Sunday morning that one, one of the ways to really experience God as our Father mm -hmm. is that we can go directly to him because mm -hmm. Jesus made a way for us to go directly to him. We don't have to go through somebody else to talk to God. So the, we have the vertical relationship between us and God. Express upward, and you won't be rash in expressing outward. Mm -hmm. Express upward vertically, and you won't uh, be abusive towards others in expressing something to them that yeah. you should have got off of your chest by going to God. Because God invites us. He said, come to me. He said, open up to me. I'm listening. I'll take you. I'll hear you. And I want to hear from you. And then, like you said, then we're freed 
to be able to be in a horizontal relationships with people that are very healthy because yeah. we're not expecting more from them when the, than what they're designed to give us. Right, right. That's great. That's awesome. I, I think this is such a, a really great roadmap for um, healthy, healthy relationships and, and really more so healthy expression of emotions and feelings. Right. You know, and maybe you could talk about that for a minute. Um, exp- you know, when you talk, when you say go to God, yeah. um, because I think it can feel a little like abstract. We can't physically, we're not walking up to a physical person. Yeah. Maybe what does that look like um, for you or how should we be going to God on a, on a daily basis or on a regular basis in our, in our you know, everyday life? Like what should that look like uh, practically? Yeah, no, it's great. It's like what, imagine the perfect relationship between another human being where you, where you pick up the phone and you call them and they're there to listen, Mm -hmm. and they pick up the phone to call you, and you're there to listen. That's how I look at my relationship with God, is it's not a a bunch of duties Mm -hmm. and devotionals. It's not my devotions to God, like I'm going to pray a certain amount, I'm going to read a certain amount, I'm going to do a certain amount. Um, but rather it's a communication and it's, it's conversation. Yeah. It's, it, it's like what we're doing right now is we're not preaching right. to each other. We're having a conversation. We're not even preaching to you guys. <laughs> we're yeah. having a conversation. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not against preaching. I'm a preacher. Okay. Uh, but, the, but even in our preaching, it should be to some degree feel conver- conversational like we're not preaching down, we're, we're communicating equally mm-hmm. to equals. Right. We're not preaching down. And that's how God is. So mm-hmm. how do we go to God? I go to him like I go to you. I go to you as my son. I go to you as my friend. I go to you as a coworker with you. Mm-hmm. I go to God as my father, and I just, I just wherever I am, in the car, in bed, you know, uh, at a table like this, Lord, I just want you to know I'm so thankful for your goodness and your love. I need some help today. Mm-hmm. I, I got, I got, I, it's like the guy that said, he started praying. He's like, Lord, I, I, um, I haven't cussed today. I haven't drank today. I haven't smoked today. I haven't yelled at anybody today. But Lord, in a minute, I'm going to have to get out of bed and I'm going to really need your help then. Classic. Classic. <laughs> All right. I think okay. I heard that for the first time when I was six years old. That's <laughs> <laughs> an oldie, uh, but a oldie but a goodie, yeah, right? A hey, listen, the oldies <laughs> are the ones that people listen to the most in the radio. Yeah, uh, but, but um So yeah. we're talking to God like our best friend. That's great. So there are a lot of people, some people listening right now that may be like, I don't even have a best friend. But if you had a best friend, what would it look like? It would look like that you can go to them anytime about anything and you don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to keep apologizing. You don't have to keep repenting. You don't have to keep, you don't have to demand anything of them. You go to them and you are free. And you are free to go to them, and you're free in every moment with them. Yeah. That's yeah. a relationship with God that is liberating, and that's what that's what Jesus coming as our high priest to die for us and make a way to the Father. That's what it's all about. And so, to me, it's having a conversation 
just like we're having. That's how I go to God. Mm-hmm. And I, have, I, I go with two things. I got things to say and I got things to hear. So, Lord, I, I want to share with you. I'm frustrated with, you know, with um, my my temper, or I'm frustrated with this person at at work, or I'm frustrated with this situation in the church. I need your help. Yeah. Help. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, the Beatles did, said it right when they just sang that song. Help. Yep. It's just titled "Help." Mm-hmm. Like that could be a prayer. Yeah. Help. And, right. and the Bible right. says, go cry to God for help, yes. and he will help yes. you. Yeah, It's a relationship. And then listen, and then be like, okay, God, I'm going to just shut up for a second, and I'm going to listen. I might not hear anything. I don't want to be religious here, but if you got anything to say to me that, I, that, I, that my ears are open enough to hear, I'm all ears. Mm. And just having that kind of attitude and disposition is really, is really what what relationship is all yeah. about. So I think that's cool because now we're tapping into like sort of the, the next step, which is obviously we go to God, we communicate, we express, we share, and then we listen. So this is where another great model of Jesus is when he went after he does hear us out, he ha- always has something to say. God always has something to say to you that, that, and it's not to correct you, condemn you, make you feel bad. It's always to encourage you. It's always to edify you, to build you up. So I think now this is another way we can follow the example of Jesus is mm-hmm. is when we do go into relationships and connections with people and moments that we share with people, we, we go into it to understand, we go into it to listen. Yeah. And then there is going to come a time where we where we speak and where we do we do give. Uh but it cannot be uh let me tell you what you need to do here. Yeah. Let me let me show you how you need to change the way you're approaching this. Now, of course, in, in healthy relationships, there's there's always a there's a there should be a level of trust. And when you're close to somebody, you want that person to speak into you. You want the you want to be challenged. We want to have people in our life that challenge us. So sure. so you might have that that might be your role in that person's life. But I think for a general relationship, when it comes time for for they've shared, we've heard. Now we have the opportunity to speak. What are we saying yeah. to that person? And I think we can never like put our position. Our, this is where it, it also comes down to not having an agenda of I'm going to communicate my, my view. I'm going to make sure you understand how I see this situation. All has to come from of a place of caring. And part of caring is you know, the, the, when we communicate, I'm kind of taking my time just yeah, processing no, through this, but when we communicate out of caring, so now when it's our turn to speak, what should that sound like? To me, it's gotta be what Jesus would do to us. It's telling us how, how approved we are, how loved we That's are. Right. Encouraging one another right. day after day. I, right. I, I really think that a lot of people might be watching and they're reluctant to be in any kind of relationship of, 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 of substance, some people are just, they've been hurt so much or they don't know how to be yeah. in a relationship. And I'm not talking about dating, although that it applies to that too. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about just in general that we are wired for relationship. We're wired for community. Yeah. We are created for community. That's why the church is the most powerful force in the universe because it's not only the force that the gates of hell cannot prevail against, but it also is the force of community where healthy relationships are lived out and where we learn to serve others and where we learn about family and where we invite others to experience family and to experience the love of God through Jesus and everything everything that we know the Bible represents. But when it comes to 
like the relational side of, of listening, there's a great verse in uh, Isaiah chapter 50, verse four. It says, the Lord God has given me the tongue of a disciple. So that I may know how to, so that I may know how to sustain the weary one with a word. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to listen as a disciple. Now this verse is packed, really packed really with good. relational wisdom Love here, it. and um, and I want to zero in on that verse about uh, wisdom as well that we talked about last week with Gina, wisdom from above, but. This verse, Isaiah 50, verse 4, he says, the Lord God has given me the tongue of a disciple so that I may know how to sustain the weary one with a word. So mm. we're supposed to be people that are bringing strength to, to people that are weary, yep. number one. Number two, he says, to sustain the weary one with a word. So we shouldn't be too wordy. Yep. He says, with a word. So we shouldn't talk too much. And then it says, he awakens me morning by morning. So there's consistency. Mm. God awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to listen as a disciple. So he starts out saying, God has given you the tongue. He's given you the power to, to, to disciple others, yeah. to encourage yeah. others, to sustain others, right. to help the weary with a word. And he awakens us with, to listen with our ear as a disciple. So mm. there is the, great. the perfect blend and balance. If we're going to say something, mm. it's to sustain the weary. Yes. It's not to be heard. It's not so that somebody knows how I feel, although at times there's nothing wrong with that, to tell somebody how you feel, obviously, not all the time. But yeah. he's not saying we have a tongue to express what we don't like about someone or what we're mad about. Mm. He says, we have a tongue to sustain the weary. Wow. Wow. And then with what? With a word. Mm -hmm. So it should be a word that's powerful. Yeah. It should be yeah. a word that sustains. Mm. It should be a word that delivers people from being weary. Yeah. And then he says, but morning by morning, it starts by having an ear to listen. So before I face the day yeah. of talking to anybody, I need to come to the Lord and awaken with an ear to listen. Yeah. So I have an ear lent, lent and bent mm. to listen. Mm -hmm. It's great. That's incredible. I think that's such a such a great like uh, again roadmap for us. So this is how we can go into tomorrow. Um, I'm gonna awaken. I'm going to listen yeah. to the voice of, of God. I'm going to listen for what he has to say to me. And then I'm going to look for people, tired people, weary people that need to be uplifted, that need an encouragement. Like that is where we should be using our voice yeah, is, right. is not to fight for our view, fight for why we're right about something. Like let, if we can let that go and just look for the people yeah. that we can encourage. And I think we, we, we underestimate sometimes the power of just an encouraging word to someone. That's and really true. Um, you know, I, I yeah, I'll, I'll always be an advocate of, of using like social media, for example, as a way to find people that you're connected with. That's a, there's a connection point there. You're friends with someone or you follow someone. Like find the, those, like look through the people that you're following, look through the people that you're connected with and just 
just find someone that you can just reach out to, even if there's not, you know, I think about that pretty often. I'll look through my my friends list or my followers list or whatever, and I'll just find people that I know I haven't talked to in a while. Just send an encouraging word. And, you know, I think God you can use us in a timely way for people when we're just looking for the opportunities. Like God yeah. will direct us. You know, we, we pray often for divine appointments. Part of part of uh, achieving a divine appointment is, is is stepping out and looking for. Yeah. Letting God That's letting right. God use you to to be appointed for someone in a in a specific moment with an encouraging word. So that gives me That's really great. clear direction going from here, knowing that my goal is to look for people that I can build up, look for people that I can lift up, and and really expect that God's going to use that. And it might it might not be as great as we we hope, and maybe we say something, but you just can't really go wrong though. Well, like I, you can't go wrong encouraging. So you can never go wrong encouraging someone, and, right? Like, and and really, I think sometimes Christians are notorious for over-spiritualizing things. True. Yeah. When I, Because as you were speaking about encouraging somebody, I thought of this verse in 1 Corinthians 14, and it says, it talks about prophecy mm. and prophesying. And it says, he that prophesies speaks unto men for edification, exhortation, and comfort. Uh, wow. Prophecy is not, uh, the Lord has spoken to me that you are going to meet somebody in the next 15 minutes and they're going to be the, the love of your life or you're going to you know, find this door is going to open. It's like we're trying to manufacture spiritual gifts when spiritual gifts are really simple yeah. and they're all rooted in love. Really and it says, so prophets, he, in the Amplified, I love how he says, the one who prophesies, which... He interprets the divine will and purpose in inspired words, speaks to men for their upbuilding and constructive progress wow. and encouragement and consolation. I love that word upbuilding, that we should speak to, to people words that are going to bring upbuilding yeah. and constructive progress, yeah. wow. which obviously the opposite of constructive is destructive. Mm -hmm. The opposite of construction is destruction. And people that are in the construction industry understand sometimes there are there you do have to destroy something to replace it with something better. But we never destroy people. Mm -hmm. We destroy the things that are trying to destroy people. Yeah. We destroy the mindsets. We destroy yeah. the attitudes that we have that are trying to destroy people or the attitudes that they're experiencing that are trying to destroy them. But prophecy is always for edification, for exhortation, and for constructive progress and encouragement. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't need to be more spiritual yes. than that. Yeah. And you'll change somebody's life. That's so good. Well, I, I just think we've like really talked about some key uh, like steps for, that, that we can take. I think there's been kind of three foundational scriptures. We, we might've mentioned a couple more, but I just want to recap briefly before, yeah, we, do before we wrap up. Great. Um, you, you talked about Psalm. These are kind of scriptures I think that we can leave here with and just kind of have some yeah. tools now to, yeah. to stand on. Good. Psalm 116, one, I love the Lord because he uh, heard my voice. Yep. So understanding God hears you, going to God with an expectation that you can express everything you need so to, good. and he's going to listen and he's going to care for you. Um, we talked about Isaiah 54 that talks about um, having the, the, the a word 
you know, using your, your tongue to, to encourage and a, a tired person, a weary person, yeah. and then listening for the voice of God. So now this is where we take action. So we, we have God we can lean on to express. Yeah. Now we take action. We listen to the voice of God, yeah. and then we use our voice to encourage people that need it. And then, and we, and we prophesy. And the, I think I love this clarification of what prophecy really is. Yeah. It's not this, this, this fortune telling word for somebody that is going to, you know, it's not overly spiritual. It's, it's for edification, encouragement, building someone up. That's how we prophesy. That's how we, we, so we build, we build people up and use our voice to, and use our, our lives to care for people yeah. effectively. We're builders, gang. Yeah. Each of every, and every one of us is, are called by God to be builders. Do you know that the word son in the Bible, one of the words for son, it means builder of the family name. Builder of the family name. We're here to be builders. Yeah. Make, making disciples means building somebody up in the family and helping them experience the destiny that God has for them. And I hope you feel that way when you're connected here at each time. I hope you feel that way when you're connected here each time. And I want to pray for you. If you never received Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, maybe you're not sure you're going to heaven when you die. You can be sure. You can be certain simply by believing Jesus died for your sins and rose from the dead. In fact, this simple prayer is the difference between eternity without God and eternity with him. Just pray this simple prayer. Heavenly Father, just say that out loud. Heavenly Father, I invite Jesus Christ into my life as my Savior and Lord. I believe Jesus died for my sins. Say that. I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose from the dead. From this moment forward, I am a child of God. Amen. It's that simple. It's not magic in those words. The magic is in the fact that Jesus died for our sins and rose from the dead. Not magic at all, but the power is in that he died for our sins, rose from the dead. And that belief alone is what saves Hey everyone, us. we hope you enjoyed that powerful message. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast for more amazing messages like what you just heard. You can also search for Gregory Dickow on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter for tons of great content throughout the week.